the last word on business. With Fitzgerald Power, run your SME with reliable, efficient and personalised accounting services. Fitzgeraldpower.ie Ian Guider, a columnist with the Business Post as well as Ian, there's been a lot of controversy recently about increased prices for a pint of Guinness in your pub. How necessary is this given the profitability of Guinness's operations in Ireland in Diageo? Well, certainly Diageo, which owns Guinness Babies and a number of international spirits and beer brands, is doing quite well. The company had its annual financial results out today. The company has a financial year that ends in June. So from the start of last July to to begin to the end of June just gone, they made a profit of £3.7 billion, up 2% on the previous year. And their revenues increased by 6% to £17 billion. They don't give exact figures as to how much Guinness in Ireland makes, but they do say that over that 12-month period, their net sales in Ireland increased by around 16%. So how much of that is due to volume, so more people buying Guinness, or how much of it is due to the price increase that they put through earlier on this year? Because there was a lot of controversy back end of last year, earlier on this year, that Diageo was putting through a 12-cent price increase onto Guinness, and they also announced a 4-cent increase that'll take effect back in August. So we don't know. They point out that their results this year benefited from the fact that pubs had had a full year of no restrictions on the COVID-19 pandemic. So it would have gone into 2021, early 2022, with some restrictions on what they call the on-trade in Ireland, that being pubs. And in the last financial year, you wouldn't have had any of those restrictions. So how much of that big increase in sales falls down to the bottom line? We don't know. But overall, Diageo very profitable and they point out that Guinness is one of those brands that they have in their company that is a global superstar. They export quite a lot of Guinness that's produced in St. James's Gate in Ireland and exported all over the world to Europe, Africa and the United States. So Guinness and Diageo doing quite well. So think about that if you're having a pint later on this evening. And it happened at a time as well when Heineken were heavily promoting Island's Edge, a new style rather than promoting Cork's finest Murphy's <laughs> and apparently it has not managed to be a hit in the pub trade. No, and you see it, and there's been a lot of stories over the weekend about all of the marketing. And you, Matt, of course, being from Cork, would say that Murphy's is the finest stout out there. I think Diageo would say, well, Guinness has a lot more sales in Ireland. But it just goes to show you, Matt, all of these big drinks brands, they spend an awful lot of money on marketing and packaging and all of these things. And sometimes, would they be better off putting more of the investment into the product itself? Okay, you have figures on manufacturing, which may be of some concern. Yeah, I think this is worthwhile pointing out because every month AIB goes to all the big manufacturing companies in Ireland asking them, well, are you getting more sales? Are you exporting more? Are you hiring more employees? And for most of the last couple of years, since the reopening of the economy from COVID-19, manufacturing companies in Ireland have been doing quite well, whereas manufacturing companies in Europe have had a good downturn, particularly in the likes of Germany and France. But it appears that Ireland's manufacturing companies are now beginning to struggle this AIB monthly survey of manufacturing companies now registering a decline in output for five months in a row, and the pace of decrease is actually stepping up a bit. We have seen some sectors in particular, particularly pharmaceutical exports, are slowing down. We're a big manufacturer of pharmaceuticals and chemicals in this country. 
But the one thing that manufacturing companies are doing right now is responding to a downturn in business by firing staff. They actually increased employment in July, even though they're seeing lower orders come in, fewer exports, and actually there, there was a big back, backlog of work to get through for lots of these companies. They worked their way through it. So despite the outlook not being great for these companies in the short term, they aren't laying off any workers. Uh, what I think this overall survey points to is that the trend that was happening in Europe where economies are slowing down, inflation having an impact on business investment, we weren't seeing that in Ireland for most of last year. We are most definitely seeing it so far this year. I want to ask you a little bit about Twitter because I've noticed today on Twitter on your phone the app has switched to an X it doesn't say Twitter anymore and you're also in a situation now that you're no longer tweeting or retweeting you're actually posting or reposting why use phrases which are more readily associated with rival social media companies if you're trying to promote your own brand? Yes, and you'll also notice, Matt, that lots of things that would have been promoted in the past, you won't see the promoted phrase anymore. You'll see a little phrase, a little ad word up to the right-hand side of your tweets. Is this Sorry, they're Elon not tweets, Musk they're posts. They're ex posts, and this is the thing. I, this is Elon Musk's attempt to manufacture the experience that you will get on some of the other social media sites out there. I think they were particularly taken aback when Meta or Facebook launched its Treads app, because, of course, you would have in the past treaded your tweets. All of this is part of the company's attempts to make itself much more friendly to advertising firms out there. This relaunch of X, as we must now call the company, actually they've had to take down that big flashing X sign in San Francisco from their HQ. It's drawn the ire of building planners saying didn't have permission from it and they had complaints from neighbours. But all of this, Matt, is an attempt by Elon Musk to look at the fact that advertising revenues at Twitter have plunged. Apparently they only took in $59 million of advertising revenue you in June. The company has an awful lot of debt repayments that are due later on this year and tried to convince advertisers, look, just like all those other nice social media platforms, ignore the fact that we have the likes of Andrew Tate and now Kanye West back on our platform. Don't worry about that. Give us the same advertising revenue you're giving everyone else because we look like everybody else. Could it be that he might want it to go bust Elon Musk because then if Twitter, or X as he now calls it, was to go wallop under a bankruptcy, he would only have to repay perhaps a portion of the money that's owed? I, I've seen a lot of people post on X in the last number of days that this is part of his deliberate strategy to collapse Twitter, that he didn't like it, that there were all sorts of things going on. Matt, he spent an awful lot of his own money. Yes, he has borrowed from banks and financial institutions, but he sold a good proportion of his stock in Tesla to finance this acquisition. He is the world's richest man, and you don't get to be the world's richest man by hemorrhaging and burning through money. I think the problem, Matt, is he's been looking for a business model that fits in with what he wants X to be and what advertisers and users want X to be. And in the process of doing a process of doing that, they are destroying some of the things on X or Twitter and not actually coming up with products that people want. Thank you very much, Ian Guider of the Business Post. The last word with Matt Cooper. Weekdays from 4 30. Today and-